Ever feel like you've got to get your should together? Is your should about to hit the fan? Have you been sitting in your shoulds for most of your life wondering if you could be more, see more, or do more? Welcome to Shut the Should Up with Candace Payne and Jenny Randall. We're both authors and speakers who want to stomp out your flaming bag of should. With a whole lot of faith, together, let's sort through the pain, purpose, and promise to find freedom in the things we tell ourselves we should and should not do. Because there's so much more in you. Hey, hey, friends. Welcome to Shut the Should Up. I'm Jenny Randall here with my co-host, Candace Payne, and we are in the middle of a mini-series on restoration. And we are talking about what it means to be restored, how to return to this original, uh, usable, functioning condition through the power of Jesus. And today, Candace, let's tell everybody, we have a master class. Yeah. Yes, yes. Restoration. We knew that we needed somebody that knew greater than us, because to be honest, I'm I'm having a hard time getting back to my original form. I don't even know what my original form is or better, <laughs> but I know I need it. So we brought in somebody incredible today. I just met her. I know that you're going to love her as well. But Susie Eller is the author of 12 books. 12. Let's count them. One, two, no, One, two three. Four. Oh, I was going for it. <laughs> It's so many. 12 books. And her most recent is Prayer Starters, Talking with God About Hard Times. Who needs to read that? Um, My hand's up. If you don't yep. watch this, my hand is up. I'll be reading it when we get off of this podcast. Uh, Susie served as a writer and a speaker with Proverbs 31 Ministries for 14 years. She's co-host, along with Haley Girth and Jennifer Watson, of More Than Small Talk and host of Prayer Starters, these are daily prayer podcasts and another podcast. She's been featured on Focus on the Family, Aspiring Women, Harvest Show, 100 Huntley Street, K-Love, Daystar, and so many others. Susie is a wife to a guy that she still likes a lot. Hey, Lori, hallelujah Miracle. for that. Yeah. <laughs> Mom to three grown children and their spouses. Gaga, I, I hope I said that right. Maybe it's Gaga or, or Gaga to six littles. I'm pretty sure that that means grandma. So um, we'll, we'll get her confirmation on that soon. And she also, y'all, she's a two-time breast cancer survivor. This woman is incredible. If you can describe her in one word, she would say it's this, it's grateful. And so y'all mm -hmm. welcome to the show, our new friend, Susie. Hey, hey guys. so glad you're here. I am so excited to hang out with you. I've been listening to your podcast. You're just a ton of fun, but you're also deep, which is kind of my favorite combination. Oh, so fun. And did Candace get your grandma name right? Or do you it's need Gaga. to give her some name? I was just going to be okay. plain old grandma. Um, they tend to name you. And so yeah, my first one named me Gaga and it has stuck. Um, I've tried to shed it over the years and, and they refuse. So... I, I've embraced it with my whole heart. So I'm Gaga. Oh, oh we love, love that. that so much. Yeah. So today you're going to be leading us through prayer, teaching us on prayer. And I just got to let our listeners know, I put out this blanket question on Facebook and I said, Hey, which one of my friends knows any great resources on prayer? And Susie, the list was really long. There's a lot of prayer resources. And I started thumbing through and I saw your book and 
I just stopped and was like, we need this because one of the things Mm -hmm. that stood out is somebody said, it's a deep breath of connection with God right where they are. And how many of us need that? And, And today we're talking about restoration through the power of prayer. And, you know, in the podcast world, it's not typical to frantically reach out to somebody and be like, can you come on my show in two days? But we did that with Susie. She made herself available and she is here. She's doing the dance. She said, she said, there's so many shoulds we got to work through in prayer. So Susie, we just want you to begin to lead us through some of your key points on how we can be restored through the power of prayer. Yeah. Yeah. You know, something that is so life-giving and so faith-changing, um, it, it's hard when that's something that you long for with your whole heart and it comes with a lot of shoulds or a lot of formulas or you should do this, one, two, three, and it's always going to equal X. Um, it's not meant to be that way. So let's just run through this. And, and the first one is, is let's take the pressure off of prayer. You know, Matthew 6, 8 is one of my favorite scriptures because I grew up not in church. And when I first became a believer and I saw these people talking to God as if he were right there, I wanted that too. And I began to read about it and study and try to learn. I didn't know anything about the Bible when I became a believer. And so what I realized in Matthew 6, 8, They asked Jesus about prayer, and he said this, God knows what you need before you even ask. Deep breath right there. All the shoulds that go off that says that I should be eloquent. I should know what to say. I should show up and do it in a certain way. I should have this formula, you know, all the P's, you know, petition and praise. And and, and it's beautiful. I love structure. But if God knows what I need before I even ask, then that restores me to my original condition in this way, in that I know that when I show up that he meets me there and he knows my heart because there's times, guys, and I'm in this season, I'm in a season of loss, and there are times Mm -hmm. that I come up and I say, God, I don't even know what to say to you. (laughs) But this I know that you know I can't articulate it to myself even right now but you know what I need and so that is a beautiful point of restoration because I don't stay away I don't think I have to be like anybody else and that brings us to the second one is you do you (laughs) you do you in prayer (laughs) one of the most uh Beautiful ways that I love to connect with God with prayer is with with a pen in my hand, a marker in my hand, a, a, a paintbrush in my hand, my Bible. You know, one day my kids are going to look back at my Bible and they're going to think, man, what was going on in mom's mind? But it's because as I sit down and I'm in the power of the word, sometimes as I have that pen, I'm scribbling in the margins or I'm highlighting or I'm bringing a story to life through pain. Well, that's me, but maybe that's not you. Maybe you're taking a walk and God shows you something powerful. And right there, right where you're at, you and he connect, you commune. And, you know, one thing that I found out recently that just kind of stunned me is that, and, and there's going to be a, somebody out there that's, that's going to want to look this up and, and maybe even challenge me, but I was stunned to find out that 
there are 17,500 distinct species of butterflies. That's wow. our creator. Wow. That's our creator. You know what I'm saying? It's like when yeah. I think about here's this, this one little creature that seemingly has no you know, great significance and God puts so much attention and so much creativity mm. into this one little thing. How creative has he made us? Mm. You know, not just on mm. our exterior, not just on all the beauty of the, of the splashes of what God did there, but on the inside of us, you know, as the three of us sit right here, we bring different stories, different backgrounds, different experiences. And and yet our commonality is Jesus. But this is so cool to me is that let's take the should off that says that we have to pray a certain way. You do you because God created you uniquely. And whatever that looks like, as long as the end result is communion with your heavenly father who loves you like crazy. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. So you mean that I don't have to say daddy God? Because <laughs> I'm going to be honest with you. <laughs> Whoever started that trend, let's let them be them. You know what yeah. I'm saying? I love this. Yeah. You do you with the daddy gods. Because for me, that feels a little awkward. When I talk with God, I'm going to be honest. A lot of the times I talk with him and, and I have this big sigh before I say anything. Mm. Um, you would think that I'm full of words and I'm full of continuing conversations with God, which I think in my twenties, it was like that. I think it, it was just like, I'm every time I talk to him, I pick up from where we last talked. And so yeah. it's always like, Hey, and by the way, also don't, Hey, don't forget. And if I for, forgot to mention this, you know, those were always the starters in my prayer life. Yeah. The more the, that I realized that I could be free to be myself. Yeah. When you say in conjunction with pressures off, I yeah. find myself nowadays with this big sigh at the beginning of every time I talk to him. And it's not like a sigh of disappointment or regret or shame. It's this sigh of pausing and going, you already know. So what do I need to say? Yeah. Like, really, what do I need to say from the depth of who I am and where I'm coming from? And I feel like what you're giving us is gold. And I don't want to just skim over it and gloss mm -hmm. over it. I really feel like yeah. when we say pressure's off, yeah. Like take a moment before you speak a word and just breathe in, breathe oh. out because he knows you. He knows. Yeah. He knows yeah. you. And yeah. so um, somebody I felt like needed to be encouraged that you don't have to have the whole, our father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. You don't no. have to open up and, and say, I've got to pray with this kind of fervor or passion or tone yeah. or appearance. And yeah. I've got to make sure to do X, Y, and Z. Um, I think a lot of people... When I, when I get questions and I go speak, they're asking me, where do I start? I've been out of church for years. I've been out of the Bible for years. I get the people on the fringes of just curious yeah. about God again, you yeah. know? And I would say this advice that you just gave is what I'm going to be taking with me and saying, mm -hmm. hey, Susie, my friend on this podcast, go listen to this episode, but here's what you need to do to start back at square one. Yeah. It's simply this. Pressure pressure's off. off you you. And you be you. You, you know, and when Jesus, when Jesus shared that prayer with those who were asking our father, which art in heaven, these guys, this crowd, they'd been praying since they were, they were toddlers. It, it was something that they knew. And when he asked them about that, he wasn't giving yeah. them a script. He was giving them a point of entry. He was just saying to them, okay, if you're struggling, here you go. Here's a point of entry that allows mm -hmm. you into the presence of God. And so it, it's, 
we don't have to be scripted with a God who knows us. We yeah. don't have to. And that brings us to the third, which is just show up. <laughs> Some of the most powerful things that we can do in any part of our life is to just show up. Um, So in 2020, when there was a pandemic going on, I went through breast cancer for the second time. And so I was being dropped off at the hospital and, you know, going in for major surgeries and reconstruction. And and it was a hard year. And part of the heart, part of that year that was so hard is that there was so much isolation. Mm -hmm. My husband's out in the parking lot while I'm having major surgery. I can't have Mm -hmm. the people around that I love the most. And one day when I was healing, you know, I'm sitting in a chair. They say you can hold a fork or a remote while you're healing. And, so, you know, I'm just sitting in this chair and and somebody knocks on my door. It's two women from my church, two younger women. They both have on masks. They're carrying guitars. They just showed up that day because God had placed me on their heart. And they said, we know there's a pandemic. We'll stay at a distance. Can, can we just come in? And they began to play the guitar and worship. And I remember laying my head back on mm. my liner and just weeping because I had been in such a place of isolation. And by them just showing up. And what one said later, she said, man, we really wrestled with this because we felt like God said, show up for Susie today. And we were like, there's a pandemic. She's had surgery. We don't know her that well. Um, But they did it. And it absolutely rocked my world that day. Well, this is the thing is sometimes because we're afraid, we have uncertainty tangled around our heart and we're afraid Mm. that we're we're not enough or we're not going to say the right thing or we don't even know what to say or maybe somebody else seems to be a prayer warrior and we're just on the threshold of our faith or maybe it's been years and we've walked with God but he seems a million miles away. What I would say to you, if you take only three words away from this entire conversation that I have with these two beautiful women is just Mm. show up because this is the restoration part is whether you sit in his presence and you say not a word or there's a point of entrance where you're able to talk to God awkwardly eloquently crying out raw on the floor on your face whether you talk to him or whether you just soak in his presence it's enough it's more than enough and it changes you It does. It changes you. So I would say to that woman, Candace, that you're talking to that you said, because I was on the fringes, you know, and I love that God, when when we reach for God, Mm. he reaches back, period. Yeah. And and that's what I would say is that just just show up, sis. Make it Uh, it a sacred part of your life that says, I'm going to show up in the raw and the ugly and and the beautiful, and I'm going to dance before you, God, and I'm going to, or maybe not, (laughs) because (laughs) as we talked earlier, like Elaine on Seinfeld, or or maybe, (laughs) maybe, maybe I just sit in your presence because I don't know what to say, but I know you hear every word I can't say. Wow. Well, first of all, I've just got to say, what a gift, what a gift to have somebody show up at your doorstep with guitars. Like, honestly, my first thought, I kind of like to do this game in my mind where I predict the end of your sentence before you finish it. 
And I thought you were going to say that they showed up with casseroles. Because here in the South, when you're sick and somebody's oh, at the house, you show up with food. Yes. <laughs> I got lots of casseroles. But when yeah. you said two guitars, yeah. um, I instantly perked up and I started listening different. And here's, mm-hmm. here's what I got out of this is God loves how you show up so much, Susie, consistently that he didn't send you to f- something to fill your physical need. He literally sent you a David to be a balm for mm-hmm. what you needed for your soul. And yeah. like how David would just play for Saul and how he would just be a minstrel for God to be able to say, this is the worship that your soul needs. Like mm-hmm. when they showed up, they showed up in a way that was so specific to how God communicates back to us in prayer even like that's insane my mind literally is blown right now because i'm I'm sitting here learning something about god's character when he prays when he speaks to us Mm -hmm. and communicates back to us yeah my god i was crying years um but i know such a, a powerful moment yeah Wow. Yeah. We're all, we're all in tears over here. And Susie, (laughs) last week on the episode, we talked about how community is restorative to us. And I love that you bring up that pivotal story in your life because not only what were those ladies with Kasar's intentional to come and meet and, and meet your needs through worship and show up, but you were intentional to answer Mm -hmm. the door. Yeah. Right. You could have you could have stayed on that couch watching TV, feeling isolated and alone. But you showed up and answered that door. And I think what you're you're inviting us into these spaces of vulnerability before the Lord. Yeah. And you're inviting us to express prayer in all different avenues. I love that you were like, go on a walk, paint, figure out what expression that looks like for you, but show up and like Candace said, there's, there's so much fruit. She didn't use those words. There's fruit that is following the faithfulness of our utter desperation of prayer. God answers those prayers in in the very specific ways we need, whether we even realize it or not. So that story I'm over here crying and it's just such a beautiful demonstration of how God keeps us close. Yeah. And if I could take that a little bit deeper, Mm -hmm. I'd had a double mastectomy. So I was struggling with that. Yeah. I wasn't in the part of reconstruction yet. I hadn't washed my hair for two weeks because I couldn't, because I was bandaged. I couldn't lift my arms to worship. I could only lift my palms. Mm-hmm. I was a hot mess. I was a hot, hot mess. And answering the door meant that they were going to see me. Nobody else had seen me but my children and my husband. And sometimes opening the door to God means that he's going to see you as a hot mess. And I want you to know he's okay with it. Like he's okay with it because he knows what you need before he even asks. And he loves you like crazy. And opening the door, Candace, is a powerful, I'm so glad you brought that up. Because just showing up is opening the door. It really is. Just showing up is opening the door. And it says to God, you already know me. You love me a lot. And I'm going to let you in fully right where I'm at. Can I 
can I expand on this just some more? Yeah, um, absolutely. Goodness. I'm over here just holding my tears in. Like they're welling up and I'm like, don't let them go. I don't have time <laughs> for the ugly cry. We got to keep at our time. Um, <laughs> but I will say this. Um, I think a lot of times when you had longevity in your faith with God, you like to pray out of your scars and not out of your wounds. A lot of times we like to start conversations with the Lord after we feel like we've already overcome by the power of the Holy Spirit leading us. You know, I, I, he gave me the wisdom on how to tackle this. This was an external answer. I already knew what to do. I trusted God. I took the steps. But there's something so beautiful in the middle of our wounding and in the middle of our need to stop. And say, although I already know you and I see your word is a lamp to my feet and you've already given me the instructions, you've already ordered this step, I still can come to you in my brokenness and just barely lift my palms and worship. And I, I feel like we say this phrase a lot that worship is a weapon, but we honestly don't understand how much it really does break into this, this supernatural fabric of the things that our soul needs restoration in. You know, mm -hmm. it, we can restore ourselves in a lot of external ways. We can restore our body by getting up and getting on the treadmill and, and doing the right things. We can restore relationships by confession and by hugs and by um, multiple conversations to, to make amends. We can do 12 steps it, it, that we have programs for to do restoration. Mm -hmm. But there's something about being restored with relationship with God that can only come through prayer. It can only come through, through being vulnerable in both the wounds and the scars. Yeah. I'd and so I thank you for sharing that. That is, first of all, that's a story that is so vulnerable and raw that I don't know how anybody could listen to it today and not be moved by it. But yeah. thank you for the, the wisdom that oozes off of what you just shared with us as well. Thank, thank you. you for that. Thank you. Well, and understand that there was a girl who prayed 40 years ago as a new believer. I just want to talk to you and I don't know what that looks like. And, and he's so gracious yeah. to show us, you know, but yeah. what leads us to number four, which is tell God all the things. And I want you to know that I'm mad at you. God is a prayer. It's yes. a prayer. I want yes. you to know that I don't know what to do. And I am like, I feel so lost. That's a prayer. All of those things are prayers. And, and when I talked earlier about a point of entry that Jesus gave the crowd listening, a point of entry to say, okay, you've asked me how to pray. Here's a point of entry. A point of entry is honesty. And mm -hmm. I never want to stay away. A point of entry is vulnerability. A point of entry is authenticity. Um, and and some of my most powerful moments with God have started at a place where I have said, God, <laughs> I don't know what to do. Yeah. I feel so stinking lost here. And maybe that was as a mom of three teenagers. You know, maybe that was when I got breast cancer for the second time, you know, or I lost my brother last month and, and, and he was my buddy. And I can promise you there were times in hospice that I looked at God and said, I am mad and I am confused by what is going on. But this is what I do know 
is that you hear every word that I say. And those point of entry prayers become these beautiful moments with God. So tell God all the things because here's the restoration part. When we release those things that are weighty, they mm -hmm. no longer have a room of their own inside our heart. Mm. Mm. We've allowed God to take up residence in that same room now. And so bitterness, anger, confusion, all the, things, all the things no longer get to have their own room in my life, in my heart. They don't get to dictate how I see life or how I live life because God takes up residence in that room and says, Number one, I grieve with you, Susie, or I love you, Susie, or, hey, here's one thing that I want you to know that maybe you don't see. And so it's just a powerful, never, ever feel like that God is not big enough to take your honesty, because in any beautiful relationship that we have here on earth, but in heaven, <laughs> It begins with a point of just being able to be honest and vulnerable. And then a real conversation has the opportunity to take place. So tell God all the things. Mm. So good. Yeah. And just the last, the last one, because we're putting a lot in this 30 minutes. Yeah. Is, is slow it down. Slow it down. You know, when I, whatever. Whenever I became a believer and I started reading the word, you know, I was behind. Like I looked around, everybody else had been reading the, the word since they were like toddlers and I was new to it. Um, I started slowing it down and I realized, you know, God speaks to us in a lot of different ways, but the word is one way that he speaks to us. Mm -hmm. And so my, my conversations I stumbled into this. My conversations became two-sided, two-way instead of one-sided. And I would be in the word of God and I would read something. And, and I know we all do this, like we're reading and maybe something leaps out from the page. Maybe it's a story of Jesus, an encounter with Jesus or a scripture or whatever. What we normally do is we, we stop and we highlight it and then we keep going, you know, like, oh, well, that deserves some yellow. You know, <laughs> <laughs> when we feel that pause, when we feel that pull, go ahead and pause, because usually it's the Holy yeah. Spirit saying, I want to show you the character of God. Or yeah. to show you a little something that you can take into your real life today. Mm -hmm. And that has been one of the most powerful. That's actually where prayer starters came from, both the podcast and the book is years ago. I have journal after journal after journal where I'm in the word and, and I sense that. And I felt the Lord asking me not to just read it, but to rest in it. And so mm -hmm. I would stop and I would take it deeper and, and I would begin to learn. And all of a sudden, let's say that there's a scripture like, uh, I believe it's Psalm 145, 14, that says, God lifts up those who fall and he, um, up, he uplifts, God uplifts those who fall and God sets on their feet. I'm, I'm totally butchering this, but those who are bowed down and, mm -hmm. 
I felt the Lord just really asking me to stop in that scripture. And when I really studied it out, I saw that what it meant was that when we come to the end of ourselves, we can't lift ourselves up. There's just no possible way. It's bigger than us. Bowed down meant crushed under the weight of something that was greater than ourselves. That God not only lifts us up, but he allows us to lean into him that he becomes that stabilizing force. He doesn't just lift us up so we can stand on our shaky knees. He actually lifts us up into comfort. He lifts us up into life. He wow. lifts us up into relationship. He lifts us up into restoration. And, you know, I read that verse. It could have had just some yellow highlighting, but that turned into, see, God speaking to me through his word, but then mm -hmm. it allowed for me to turn around and say, God, because I read this just a couple of months ago when we were in the midst of all that was going on with my brother. And I said, Lord, this is bigger than me. I do feel like that I am crushed under something that is far bigger than I even know what to do mm -hmm. with. Mm. But Lord, you not only allow me to lean into you, you not only hold me up, but Lord, you lift me into comfort. You lift me into life. You lift me into restoration. That's the character of God in this moment, in my real life today, right now. And suddenly by slowing it down, it becomes a conversation, two-way conversation. So those are, are just five. They're not shoulds. They're not shoulds at all. They're invitations to intimacy. So good. I, I think I love you, Susie. <laughs> it, there's such a there's such, there's such a depth to the things mm. you're sharing. And as women, I know our listeners are multitaskers, doing all the things. And you're really what you're sharing is we always say you you can study the word and then you can sit with the word. Yeah. And what you're saying is when you sit with the word, that wrestling match begins with the Lord. Yeah. And he invites you into those intimate places, into that yes. vulnerability, into those conversations. And yeah. what a gift to be able to respond to what he's teaching us and what the Holy Spirit's enlightening within us. And yeah. I just want to challenge our listeners, listener, listeners, friends, will you just cover Susie in prayer? We're talking about prayer, but Susie, I just want to invite our listeners to cover you in prayer as you and your family are grieving. Your, the mm. loss of your brother. I'm so sorry to hear that. And um, I want to challenge our listeners to, to lift you up during this time to be your yeah. armor bearers. And if you think of her, send her a sweet note and tell her you're praying for her because this is, this is what we do. This is what friends do. So yeah. Susie, we're so thankful for who you are Thank you. and how you know Jesus and how you invite us to know him more. Um, Candace, is there anything you wanted to share before we wrap? You know, I would just say that this needs to be one of the podcasts that you come back in the episodes and you just re-listen to. Um, Take notes. If you feel like you are off kilter in your relationship with the Lord. Come back to this one. Yeah. Like this feels like such a reset button. And if you're mm -hmm. honestly looking how to restore relationship with the Lord, this, this is an incredible resource in this episode to come back and say, what do I need to do? What are those steps again? These yeah. steps that were given today are not just you know, five key points, five invitations. It It's honestly, if they're put into practice, something that could salvage, and I do mean salvage your peace, yeah. salvage your hope, salvage yeah. your love for the Lord. Um, because what I, I felt in this episode that was on it 
that you just kind of get like the spiritual little tingle when you're recording sometimes <laughs> is that there is wisdom in this far beyond what we're able to put in 30 minutes. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's wisdom that goes beyond the conversation to actually when it's put to your breath, when it's put yeah. to your feet, it takes on a brand new transliteration and how it will affect your life. So mm. I want to challenge our listeners, put this into practice. Yeah. Don't just listen to this one. Do it. Do, yeah. it. Can, do it. Can I just say one thing in closing? Mm. It's, it's just yes. that in closing sounds like a speaker. Um, <laughs> <laughs> You're in good company. We understood. <laughs> There is someone who's listening right now who she's been wrestling with her faith. And for some reason, she has felt condemnation about that. And what I want her to know is that if we don't wrestle in our faith, our faith doesn't become our own. So it's, it's wrestling is part of your faith, sweet sister. <laughs> wrestling is part of your faith. It's part of your walk. It's, it's working through those things and talking to God about them. And it leads you closer to, to God and who loves you more than you can imagine. So wrestle on, wrestle on and, and see it as part of your faith. And um, it's, it's not a bad thing. It's a strong thing. Okay, Susie's dropping prophetic words. We do that here at the show. We will take it. We'll release it. Let us know if that word lands for you. That is a yes yeah. and amen from yeah. Candace and I. Susie, people, we all need more of you. How can we stay connected? Where are your resources? Can you let our listeners know? Yeah, just show up at SuzanneEller.com and that's with a Z. Uh, and then also more than small talk and pair podcasts. So yeah, all the things are there and I would love to connect. Thank, Thank you, you so, so much. much. We are so grateful for you, Susie. We're so grateful for our listeners who are going to be diving into prayer this week. And until next time, embrace the freedom to kick your should out the door. If you've been inspired to stop shooting yourself, head over to iTunes and write a review and just give us all the stars. If there's one thing you're going to should yourself with, you should subscribe to our show so you don't miss an episode. See you next time.